Thank you, uh, Kathy and Brad. Our text is from uh, Romans 12, verse 13, where after sharing the gospel in Romans uh, 1 to 8 and then speaking about uh, some other things in Romans 12 here, he, he lays out the response, how we respond to the hospitality we have received from God, the welcome, and it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Romans 12, verse 13. Congregation of Jesus Christ, we are looking this morning at the ABCs of hospitality, and we are actually just going to look at A and B. That's why we're not looking at C. Next Sunday, we're looking at C, so you have to come back. But it does tie in, and compassion is definitely involved. So this morning, we want to just reflect on the call to be hospitable. Last Sunday, we had an initiative uh, from the uh, fellowship ministry leadership team explained to us. Pete Hoekstra uh, came forward and shared some of the details that, that here at Bethel, we hope uh, to implement, we are planning to implement here uh, a plan to have a family ready every Sunday to welcome those who are guests in our fellowship. And so that would mean we have people ready to have guests over for coffee or for lunch after the service. Now, last, last fall, last September, our son Stephen and his wife Roseanne, they moved to Grand Rapids. And as they settled in there, they visited some of the churches that were in the area and, and maybe you've noticed this too in, in churches you've visited, but, but as they, they visited a church too, then, then there was someone in the foyer who, who basically was on the lookout and, and just, oh, oh, you are a guest here? And they would say, oh yeah, we're just here for the first time. And then based on, yeah, would you like to come to our house for coffee after church? And so in, in several of the churches that was done, they went to other churches where that was not done, but, but that is just a very nice, and perhaps you've been in churches that actually have that up, set up. People, people are ready to invite people, guests over. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful vision of what the church is as, as a hospitable place, and then the responsibility doesn't just fall on one or two people, but, but people are part of a list, and then if it's your turn, then you are the one who is on the lookout to welcome guests home after church. So that, that is the initiative we are looking at, and then in the context of hospitality, to be ready to invite people over, to get to know them a bit, to give them a sense of what Bethel is all about. So that's, that's the church sense of hospitality. It is an area within the renewal project that we are looking at. Uh, how are we doing in this regard and how could we improve in terms of being a hospitable church? And, and we are a very friendly church and a very hospitable church, but, but sometimes, yeah, people slip through and, and just to have something like this in place that guests 
are welcomed and enfolded. It's, it's also very much part of the vision, too. As a church, to be a, a hospitable church helps to welcome people, and then, too, they feel that they might want to just stay and be part of the fellowship and become part of our church. So those, those uh, thoughts, those details are in mind. It's the love of Christ in action. So this morning, we just want to reflect on that and encourage each other to be part of that welcoming ministry as well as being that welcoming church. That's our focus this morning. When we gather as a church, we are welcomed by God here into his house, into his presence. And so that wonderful grace overflows into our welcoming people into our lives, into our homes as part of the ministry of the church. Now, this is a bit of a challenge for us as individuals and as a church. This is something new that we want to take on. And that's always, oh, okay, what is this? What is going to happen? How is this going to work? So this Sunday and next Sunday, we want to just look at what that hospitality looks like, how it gets worked out, and what it's based on. And so... First of all, that, that reality of hospitality is, is clearly biblically expressed. And you see that already in the Old Testament. That does come out of the culture of the Old Testament where, for example, as people traveled, they didn't really have a lot of, of inns or fast food places. And so, so it was understood that, that if people were traveling and, and they came by your tent or your house, then you invited them in. And so already in Genesis 18, you read the story where God comes to Abraham, the three strangers, and, and right away, Abraham notices them, he sees them coming, he welcomes them into his house, he feeds them, he washes their feet. This is the general hospitality that, that was given and expected. So that gets echoed through the Old Testament in many different ways. In the New Testament, it is still very much part of the understanding of how people live and interact. Uh, the Apostle Paul, on his journeys, on his travels, as he is planting churches in different places, stays with different people. And that's just understood. He is welcomed. He is encouraged. For Christians... In the New Testament, it's actually commanded. So that's, that's even more specific. Like Romans 12, 13, practice hospitality. 1 Peter 4, verse 9 says to share with others, be hospitable. That the church was to be known as a very hospitable place. So the, the, the overall vision is there, absolutely. But then the question comes, but, but do I really need to do that? Do I really need to be part of that? And, and within our Christian Reformed Church, I'm not sure if some of you have done this, we have a Discover Your Gifts program. It was, it was something that you could go through, and we've done it with the youth at times, and, and I know different groups have done it, different gifts that people have. And you have gifts of, of, of service and, and gifts of, of uh, 
administration. There's all different gifts, and, and one of them is hospitality. And so you, you reflect on the gifts that you have, and so some people have the gift of hospitality, and some people don't. And so we recognize, okay, then I don't have to do anything. See? And so that's, that's a, a, not a clear takeaway from that gift survey. There is, there is definitely areas where we are more gifted in than others. And so definitely you would use your gifts where you are most able. But there is a general picture that we are all called to do as much as we can to be hospitable, greeting, welcoming, engaging people, making them feel welcome. So this morning, we want to just recognize that and that Jesus is the one who shows us here how to practice hospitality, how to welcome people. He, in his ministry, feeds the hungry, helps the needy, uh, restores the sick. He is very aware of those around him, the lost and the lonely. And he demonstrates that first quality of hospitality, an awareness, an awareness of people around him. And that is what we see here in John 4. He is very much in tune to who is there and, and what, what could be done. So, so like Jesus, we also need to have that awareness, first of all, of others around us. The A in the ABCs of hospitality is awareness. In John 4, it begins with Jesus hearing that the Pharisees are against him and that they are, they are critical of what he is doing. In John 4, verses 1 to 3, the Pharisees are not welcoming Jesus. There is no hospitality. They are very critical and they push Jesus away. And this is, this is definitely uh, to reflect on what, what is going on. There is, there is no hospitality from them. And so, initially, even as we start to read this practice, do we do that? Are we like that? Because it says the Pharisees judged Jesus and pushed him away. And, and are we... Are we like that? When someone comes in and, and we see them for the first time, we don't know anything about them, but, but right away we say, oh, I don't know. Well, critical. Who are those people? Why are they here? And, and we, are, we are actually very quick to do that. That if a guest enters our fellowship on a Sunday, we don't know them, Tennessee, well, I don't know. They look a little, I don't know. And we're not going to talk to them. There's, there's, there's a sense of us being quite critical that way when we see people and then the guest is ignored and the guest leaves and there's really no welcome. There is no engagement at all. Jesus leaves, it says, with this response, 
Jesus left Judea, verse 3, and went back once more to Galilee. It says in verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. He's leaving Jerusalem. He's going north to Galilee. And it says he had to go through Samaria. For the people who read the Gospel of John here the first time, for the people who, first of all, in the early church were reading the Gospel of John, when they read that line, he had to go through Samaria, they would know right away, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have to go through Samaria. Many of the Jewish people, because there was some hostility between the Samaritans and the Jews, they would, traveling north from Jerusalem, first of all go east down to the Jordan River, and then go north alongside Samaria, and then come back west to Galilee. So you don't have to go through Samaria. You could very easily go around Samaria. It says in John 4, verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria. What does that mean? Jesus intentionally had to. He had the intention in his heart and mind that this is what he wanted to do, what he needed to do. But those people didn't like the Jews. Those people wouldn't. Like if you were traveling through Samaria... And, and you came by the house of, of one of those Samaritan people and you were tired after your journey and you were sitting down, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't welcome you in. But Jesus felt it was inhospitable, but he was aware he wanted to be hospitable to them. He makes the effort. He goes out of his way, so to speak, to be hospitable to them, to encourage them, to speak with them of faith and eternal life. And that's, that's a Christian awareness that should extend through us as Jesus followers to people who, who we don't know. And so, so the question, or the picture of John 4 verse 4 is Jesus goes out of his way to engage these people. And let me ask you, do you, do I, do we go out of our way to avoid? If there's a guest and the guest is standing there and and you turn the other way, oh, I'll just go this way and talk to this person. Do we go out of our way to avoid people? Or, like Jesus, do we go out of our way to engage them? That's the heart of hospitality. How do we respond? Jesus here goes out of his way to engage people who need to hear and be welcomed. So that's, that's a striking aspect. Then if we move to the story itself, it says in verse 5, he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. And, and again, 
the, the Jewish people who, who are reading this passage would, would remember the history of what happened in Sychar. And if you think about, say, uh, a place that was hospitable or a place that was not hospitable, Sychar was not hospitable. It's based again on the, the Genesis 34, where Jacob came to this area. It speaks about Jacob and his family here, and, and Jacob's well, where Jesus sits down. Jacob came to this, this area, this town. At that time, it was called Shechem. And, and the people of that town, uh, the story goes, one of the, the people there actually seduced Jacob's daughter and violated her. So that's awful. And then the response of Jacob's sons were to trick the men of Shechem, of Sychar, and to kill him. So it, it's, it's a, a story of, of, of hatred and, and revenge. And so it's not a welcoming, hospitable place at all. That is a place where there's no hospitality expected or given. And even in that area, you would not expect any hospitality and, and you would not give any hospitality. Now, that's an extreme case, but I, I would want to equate it in terms of our, our culture, too. Hospitality is really not expected very much and is not given very much. That that's, that's kind of the context we live in, too. That, that you just make your own way. And that if you want a coffee, you go get a coffee. And if you need a place to stay, you find a place to stay. And, and that, that there is just a, a, a very, yeah, it's not expected, it's not given. And so here, very differently, uh, the woman in John 4 comes and really has no expectation of hospitality. She is not going to give water to this man, and she's not expecting to receive anything from Jesus either, really. So that's, that's the situation here. He's sitting at the well. This is an inhospitable place. The woman comes, and, and she's not expecting to interact at all with this person. We need to be very different. Jesus is very different. He is sitting there with a different expectation. And as a church, we should be ready, even expecting to welcome guests, even as they might expect a church to be welcoming of them. We need to have that expectation in a culture that, that doesn't have that expectation. Oh, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. You take care of yourself. We need to have a different expectation. That's hospitality. And that's evident here. In, in a world, in a situation where no hospitality is expected. Rather to have that expectation. And so that's, that's why we're putting in this, this program, this welcome home kind of program. And so it's going to be in the bulletin, uh, too, that on a particular Sunday, you are the family that, that kind of needs to have the awareness that if there's guests, 
that, that, that you would be expecting or, or be ready to speak to that. Now, that can work different ways. We want to be that welcoming church. If you are that welcoming family, then, then it's not that you come to church. Yeah, you might you make some preparations at home. That's good. But then you come to church thinking, oh boy, I hope there's no guests here today because I really don't want to do this. That's not the attitude we're looking for, okay? That, that you, you see the call of God on your life and you see an opportunity to, to welcome someone, to, to meet someone, to just make them feel at home, to, to that compassion. And then, and then maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe you are here and there's, there's, maybe there's guests and you talk to them, but, but maybe then too, they're busy or something, they can't actually come. And then, and then, and if you if you kind of grow in the heart of hospitality, well, well, then maybe there's someone else here who who is maybe a member, but you haven't actually uh, connected with them, and you could maybe invite them. So, so it's it's a sense of hospitality that we are aware and that we are ready. And this is this is how Jesus' posture is as he comes to the well, as the woman comes. She is not expecting anything but he is ready to, to invite her. What does he do? The second thing, uh, in John 4, verse 6 and 7, Jesus is sitting there, it's around noon, the woman comes, she's not ready to talk to him, and she has good reason not to. It, it says in the text too, uh, uh, she says, I am a Samaritan, how can you talk to me? Uh, Jews and, and Samaritans, they, they just didn't like each other, they didn't talk to each other. And then also as a woman, uh, the men did not talk to women. A man was not supposed to talk to a woman, woman not supposed to talk to a man, that was just not allowed culturally. So, so she was not really expecting any interaction that could take place. And similarly, when, when people come into our church, when, when guests come into our church, they're maybe here for the first time, they don't have it in mind that they're going to talk to as many people as possible. You might be shocked by that. But that's the way it is. If a guest comes into our church, it's, it's already quite something that, that they have come and have entered the church. That's, that's, that's often too. That's not the easiest thing. And that, that they, they come in and they, they are standing in the foyer and they're looking around. And then for us to think, well, well they'll just, if they want to talk to me, they'll talk to me. No, <laughs> that's, that doesn't happen. They are here, and, and they are not sure, and they don't know anybody, and they're not sure how everything goes here, and, and they are not going to start a conversation. They will stand and look, and they will walk around. Uh, like the Samaritan woman, they'll do what they need to do, and they'll take part as they're open to take part. But we need to be the ones to be bold. We need to be the ones to begin the conversation. So that's the B in the ABCs of hospitality. Bill Hybels, who, who uh, is from Willow Creek Church, he, he pictures it just, just even to walk up to someone, is that just to walk across the room to someone, just to walk up to them. 
Sometimes say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then, and then even just to say something to them. That's, that is, is, is difficult for us, to be bold. To boldly go where no one has gone before. <laughs> the Star Trek theme. Could you do that? Could you actually walk up to someone and say, Hi, how are you? My name's Mike. What's your name? So difficult for us. That's the boldness. Just just go ahead. You are fine. They are fine. But it's often so hard for us to do. We need to recognize, even in the passage, the boldness of Jesus. Really, really cutting through all kinds of of cultural conventions and, oh, we'll just leave that person and won't talk to that person. No, Jesus actually, his statement is very bold as he addresses the woman. And and just in a very simple way, it's, it's almost like, hi, how are you? He is sitting there by the well, He is tired, he is hot, he is thirsty. She has obviously come to the well to draw water. Uh, She's, yeah, you would notice too, this man is thirsty. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing hugely threatening or unusual. But then she has the means to draw water, he doesn't. And so she makes reference to that. And, And so that he would ask her maybe just for a little water. Very normal, very simple. It's like saying to, uh, come join us for a coffee in the fellowship hall. Just very ordinary, very simple, but, but, but breaking through those, those hesitancies, those barriers, gender, race. And so Jesus initiates the interaction. He is really practicing hospitality towards someone, humanly speaking, he doesn't know. Now we know later in the story, yeah, divinely speaking, he knows all about this lady. But, but hospitality as its root is just caring for the other person. Caring for them on a very basic level. And, and, and even her feeling of unworthiness as a woman, as a Samaritan, Jesus speaks right through that. Hi, good to see you. Nice you're here. And then, and then as Jesus speaks into her, he actually does ask for the water, but his, his intention is not to take from her. And you have to recognize that in the story as well. His intention is to give her something. So even as he asks for a bit of water, he, he seeks to, to quench his momentary thirst, definitely, but, but he is ready to give her the water of life. Wow. He is ready to give her something so amazing. That that Jesus wants to speak into her life that truth, that he wants to give her living water. And and that's the boldness that we need underlying our approaching people. We have something to offer them. If they come into this church, we have something to offer them. The amazing truth of who Jesus is, his work in our lives and his continued working in our church and in this community. And so, so the woman had the means to give a little, and so she does. And, and she has the, the bucket and the rope to draw the water. 
Jesus, as the Son of God, has the means to give the living water from the wells of salvation that he can cause to spring up, to well up in her heart, to refresh her, because she is on a very difficult journey. And we learn later on, her life is, is dry and hard. And so often people, too, come into a church out of lives that are struggling, that are difficult. And they come for a reason. They need to hear the gospel. They need to know God loves them. They need to know Jesus died for them. And you are the one to go up to them and say, hey, you are welcome here. In this church, God loves you. Jesus died for you. So in that awareness, we can be bold as well as we are truly aware of what we are giving as we welcome people. To ask someone to be part of what God is doing here and to receive what God's grace alone can give. So in that, we want to continue to, to work that out as a church, that we want to recognize, too, that we have a call to be a welcoming, hospitable place. And that begins with an awareness as people are, uh, by God's grace, coming in and joining us and that we would welcome them, speak to them, and be ready as well to share with them the joy that we have and the hope that we have. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called us into this fellowship. And that in your grace, too, you have shown us your love in so many ways. And we thank you that we can also be reminded of what it is to, to be a, a living body serving you. And that we would have that awareness of those you continue to uh, bring among us. Who would, uh, you would want us to minister to, to welcome, to help, to share the joy that we have. Lord, we pray you would give us that awareness and that boldness. And as we continue to grow in the area of hospitality through the program, too, that we're setting up, that people would take turns and be part of, of helping in being a welcoming fellowship, that you would bless that work of ministry together and that many people, too, would just be received and encouraged and, and comforted and maybe, too, they just come once and then, then they're on their way or maybe, too, they stay and, and become part of our fellowship, Lord. We want to just continue to serve you where you have called us and do that well, even as you welcomed us that we might welcome others in your name. Amen.